welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is singer, poet, artist, Kim Carrington Cartwright. We're going to be talking about her art, her songwriting, her poetry, her love and passion for what she does, who it helps, how it can help, and just uh, where she's going next, the people that she sang with, the art that she's producing, the book that's coming up, and a whole load of some everything else. Um, and we're going to find out that about being an artist in today's world and reaching out to people and um, and touching their souls and lifting up their spirits and filling their hearts because that's really what it's all about. Um, we have just launched um, uh, up here on the under the Discovery Store on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Uh, you will see that there is a, a music channel now where I'm actually playing music from people we've interviewed, and uh, some of Kim's music will be up there as well. So do tune in and enjoy. And you'll see her art here on the posting. Um, it's kind of photography type art with beautiful sayings on it. And those are inspirations. They're things that kind of help us get through our day. Sometimes a simple phrase, a beautiful picture, a lovely song, a little poetry can just shift us out of a bad day into a good day, putting us on a different path. And that's what the arts are all about, shifting us onto a different path of embracing life in a beautiful way. So let's discover Kim's life, her journey, where she's going next, and how this all came about. And also, she has sung with some of the greats, and let's find out a little bit about them as well. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. Lovely. How are you doing? (laughs) We're doing great. We're doing great here. Um, It was very hard to choose when I was looking at your posting of which picture to put up with which saying, because there were so many. And I went with two, but I didn't want to inundate people, but I mean... You really know how to bring words and the picture together that really do speak. You know, is this is this something that's always been for you? Is it just your form of expression that you know how to marry a picture and the words together? It's something I've been passionate about since I was a little girl, and it was a way to really go into my um, own meditation and my own um, expression of of anything that was happening in my life and I could take it always to a positive level and a release and so um, and I've been equally passionate about writing and photography and art mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want I wanted to combine the photography and art and kind of make the photographs where they they kind of transform the average like if you can take a scene and it's a beautiful scene but then also maybe make it take it to another level maybe a little more multi-dimensional level Yes, kind of lifting it out because people are inclined to see things flat, aren't they? And when mm-hmm. you you know when you add those words to it or a song to a picture, all of a sudden it kind of comes alive and it moves for people, um, and they kind of need that to bring out their emotions, positive emotions. Yes, and I, and what I've tried to do too with my poetry is is really have people read it out loud because it's it becomes a more of a visceral experience. You're able to process it. Um, at, a, at a very deep level if you're saying it out loud and then when you're looking at the picture at the same time it becomes this all your senses are engaged um, so it's it's and that's why I really love kind of matching the, the what the sentiment is the, the whether it's my poem or it's a saying with a photograph so that the two actually take you to a higher level when they're combined well, if you haven't seen the posting, there's one here that I really love. It's a black background with a beautiful white flower kind of coming into bloom. And your saying on it is this, Through dark- Although darkness falls around you, the beauty and truth of who you are cannot be obscured or diminished. And it's, yes. you know, letting people know that mm. darkness isn't your enemy. But, you know, you don't hide in the darkness. You also can't live in the extreme light because it can blind you. It's finding that marriage out of that darkness, you know, where the seed of who you are can grow and bloom into a beautiful flower, into a beautiful light. And it's so many people are afraid of darkness, but darkness can so much be our friend, can't it? Well, it was interesting because I, I wanted to let, with so much that's happening in the world nowadays, um, people are feeling overwhelmed. 
and they feel like um, that they can't actually keep the positive thoughts or they can't operate because there's so much stress. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I wanted them to know that who they are, their beauty, their soul, their goodness, um, everything they're trying to express is still viable. It's still able to be seen and, and not diminished by anything else that's that's trying to come at them, you know, 24 hours a day, yes. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you know, there, there is a survey that was done in America that Americans are so utterly stressed by this 18 months of political, you know, battling oh, yeah. that's <laughs> been going on and that it's increased the stress level quite considerably and the insecurity level because people just don't know what's going to happen. And They you know, don't. Um, and, and, and it's... it's Go ahead. Oh, I was say, yeah, they don't. It's 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 so much um, negativity and so much divisiveness and polarity, and it's and no one knows which way to go mm-hmm. because it's it's they just they don't. There's so much kind of like um, uh, what do I want to say? It's it's people are getting different messages, and it'll keep flipping. So one time you think this is a position, the next day it's another position. So it's hard to really decide well is this going to be the best choice for me or is that one and then it keeps flipping (laughs) so with with all of that that's happening that's one of the reasons why I wanted to release on my Facebook page love one another and um, and uh, and also this post and it was and then I have another post with an ocean behind that's all about can we hear each other can we understand each other can we just find a way so that we can live Whoops. We are all humans, you know, and can we, and so that's, and I've been trying to put out messages of, of unity, and um, and I've had such phenomenal response. I've had people of all uh, different religions, different races, everyone's been responding to the messages. There is a lot more of community and people really who want to have that relationship with each other in a positive and, and a communicative and cooperative way but it's not being broadcast to the public as much. No, no, definitely not. And, and um, you know, I think what, what a, a lot of things that's missing is, is common sense. And it seems like all sense has gone out the window. And then it kind of ricochets into your own life where you start questioning your life. Does my life make sense? And, and uh, you know, people start doubting and start asking the wrong questions of themselves instead of, like, how to rise above or how you know, to pursue a better life, you kind of get caught up in that hysteria and that negative yeah, energy. You, there's so much uncertainty. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's like, oh, my goodness, if, if, if there's going to be another war or, or um, if there's just so many, internal am I safe war. to go out to the store? Yes. Right, internal, external, and it's just, it's a, it's a, it, it does create, and that's kind of why I've wanted to try to bring everybody back to a sense of, because that's how I've survived so much trauma in my life is just really kind of break it down and take step at a time and then bring myself back to peace and then just know everything's going to be all right and you just have to keep uh, and all of my poems reflect that too is just to to kind of center yourself mm-hmm. um, and there's this one <laughs> homeostasis restored <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's been the greatest gift for me because if like let's say everything you know one day like um the cat gets sick to his tummy and then you drop all the groceries and then mm-hmm. <laughs> something falls off on the kitchen you know have one thing after the other and you could just really go you know bonkers because you just go oh my gosh and so what i do is you just center yourself take one thing at a time just eat address each one and as you address it you get this lift, uh, this uh, lightness, and you just keep, and, and each time you're going, homeostasis restored, homeostasis <laughs> restored. <laughs> and by the end, you're like just shouting, homeostasis restored, because I've, it's, I'm back, everything's good, right. you know, nothing horrible is going to happen. So it's like taking that <laughs> breath, isn't it? Is that, you know, um, stuff's going to happen to you in life, and, you know, it's, um, you know, sometimes it's there to redirect you. Sometimes it's there as a lesson. Or sometimes it's just like stop and think, take five. Um, and, uh, you know, we could stop and try to analyze all the time what it is. Or we could just be in the moment and say, okay, stuff happens. I've got to clean it up or I've got to redirect. Just take a deep breath. Deal with it instead of getting stressed out about it, which I know is hard because, you know, I certainly get stressed out about things. Um, but take a deep breath and then just deal with it and move on. I think what happens, we get so caught up 
in what's going on at that moment that it ends up consuming us and then we've lost it all does and it control. gets overwhelming yes like if you have five things happen all at once you just want to go sit in a corner and cry yeah. and so if you can just if you can just know okay I'm just going to take this first one first. And even if you have to go write it down on a piece of paper, just go, okay, I'm going to clean this up now. <laughs> then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to yeah. do that. And you break it down into steps. And each step you're getting closer to your state of everything's okay. Everything's back to normal. We're okay. That's why I love that phrase, homeostasis yeah, yeah. restored. And I had a friend who didn't even speak English well. And when she read this, she's in Germany, and she read this and she goes, oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not her native language, but homeostasis restored because it gives you something at the end that you can kind of give yourself a little pat in the back. Okay, everything's good. I can go forward. But you take it one at a time because if you try to do all of them yes. at the same moment. It's overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, there's another thing, no. too. You know what it's like, you know, with, with song. You know, what, what I used to kids when they used to drive me crazy and, every, you know, all chaos exuded and fights were, you know, going out everywhere. I started singing opera to them. Now, I cannot sing opera very well. And so this would be, oh, my God, Mom, you know, and just and so it would redirect them from what's going on at the time. And now they're trying to shut me up and I won't shut up until they've calmed down. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody's laughing. Um, so, you know, sometimes it's like putting on a song and kind of cleaning up the mess while you're singing along and just kind of letting it release you. Right. Because music does that. It does. And, and that's what I've been doing a lot, I think, this last year, is that in the kitchen when I'm doing things, they'll just start, and my cat looks at me with the most silly expression, and, and I'll just start dancing, you know, <laughs> whether I have music or not. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, well, I'm just going to bring some more joy into this kitchen right now because we're going to do this. And yes. then now he's gotten used to it. You know, he looks at me and he thinks, oh, gosh, I'm doing this again. She's yeah. going <laughs> to... She's going to do a little song and dance. <laughs> Time to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I include his name in the song, then he seems to really love it. Then it's all, right. all about Simba. So yeah. then he's, he's like, okay, well, then I, I can go with this much better. <laughs> all right, yes, this is about me. I'm just going to sing here, sit here and just absorb the, you know, the fame and the glory, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a way of lightening up, isn't it? You know, the poetry is more, and the visuals is more to kind of, once you've calmed down, to bring you back into focus. But you need that music and song that you can just kind of sing out uh, and join in and, and just let it release you while you're actually dealing with whatever you're dealing with. And I find that that's what music is so beautiful for. It it connects with you, it, it hits your heart, but it's also just a wonderful thing just to release you from where you are. It is, and, and, and that's what's interesting with my songs, because I was raised in metaphysics, so it was... But it becomes nowadays a lot of like, okay, are you being, quote, spiritual or, yeah. or quote, non-spiritual? And it's, there's a lot, there's a more judgment that's come in that's different than what I experienced as a child in this area of, of that you have to hide your emotions or you have to, um, um, if you're not, you know, looking like happy jolly all the time, then, oh, you know, you may be not spiritual. Right, and, exactly. And I... And I <laughs> And that's just not true. And if someone's going through a terrible crisis and you're just saying, well, if you would just think, sorry, let me cut um, out you there. wouldn't be going. Well, getting a little cut out. Are you with me? Hello? Hold on, folks. We're going to see if we can get her back. I'm back. Oh, I'm good, good, good. Uh, the good old internet. <laughs> it has its own vibration. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm so sad. Okay. Yeah, you know, you can't tell somebody, you know, you know, to to kind of, you know, be spiritual if they're in the in the moment of chaos. But they don't understand it is all spiritual, isn't it? Even the chaos is. Right. Uh, I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> People um, are, think that just because you know they think that spirituality and humanity is some separate, and you know we are human beings. That beautiful uh -huh. spiritual being is merged with our human essence 
and it's finding that spiritual essence in our humanness that we need to find it there's nothing separate going on here and the human is going to have the human reaction but the spirit is going to calm us down and bring us back down to earth and and have us connect with that divine source energy to focus so it's there isn't one or is there we are one yes and now can you hear me right now if yes, i say I something yes. <laughs> hear me cutting out again oh dear for having oh my goodness oh. it's one of those oh, days Lord. Okay, we'll write it we'll write it okay You've well just let me know when you can and you can hear me if um uh, uh yep i will do so okay see you saying <laughs> i can i could say um what i was going to say is that it's very difficult when someone's going through you know something that's it's really a tough tough situation and someone will say well forgive forget and yeah. they just kind of want to shut them up because they don't want to them to rock their world, and they also don't want to, act, uh, I don't know, give credence to that they're they're having heartache. It's almost mm-hmm. like, well, just let that go, let it go, just forget about it. And and a lot of times, what you need to do is actually process the emotions, mm-hmm. release the emotions, and and do it in a really positive way. But it's 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 okay to have those emotions. That's part of being human. That's the human experience, and they're not necessarily bad. It's just a matter of letting them get. Because it's very hard to be happy if something is terrible happening, unless you can look at it and say, "Oh my goodness, you know, how am I going to address this, and how am I going to really go forward?" And I need some support. And one of the ways is that when you're angry at something inside. It's hard to say, oh, gosh, I feel so fabulous right at this right. moment. <laughs> yeah. So that's what the songs, also a lot of my songs and the poetry, really just release that energy, cathartic the energy. And I don't necessarily always address, like, the happy, happy. There's, there's some songs, um, take my love for granted. And it's all about just just cathartic that energy and giving yourself the permission and the right to feel that way at that moment because they're valid emotions. And then once you kind of release that energy, then you can get back to peace. And when you're at that peace state, then you can shift your vibration, shift your energy, and then things do, uh, solutions open up yeah. and, and other way of looking at things. You know, emotions are meant to be spent. You know, there's that beautiful movie from the inside out, which I think is a wonderful tool for children to understand they need all their emotions. But it's also mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Oh, yes, yes. It's a wonderful permission for adults to actually understand that emotion is there to a reaction of something going on at that moment. Be in that emotion, but spend it. Spend the emotion. Don't get stuck there and then move on but you can't move on you can't let things go you can't redirect until you've spent the emotion because that's what that emotion is there for and this is why sometimes songs you know of heartache or pain or even angst are great because they're a great way of of spending that emotion aren't they and then finding a tune that then brings you back to that peace and love and that's what I, I don't like, especially with my poetry, I, I want to take someone through the emotion, cathart the feelings, cathart the, um, the whole experience so you're able to kind of process it in the most gentle and kind, and, and also at a raw level too, so it's, it's actually at a very deep level, but then take you to the light at the end so that you're, it's a very easy process. And same with songs, it's because you're, you're really getting into the heart of the emotion and you're not necessarily judging it, you're letting it kind of, go through the motions of what it needs to do because it's there like anger might be there to alert you that yeah. oh my goodness this is not a good situation or that hurts or mm. this is not appropriate so each of the emotions that's why i agree i love that movie inside out because it's it's telling you that in some, they serve a purpose yes they do and it's horrible to run and mm-hmm. yeah. down or think that this is something awful you know well, which and that's of course of you know a lot of how we've been raised, right? And uh, and you have so many people stuck in anger, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's just because you know they haven't been able to kind of spend that emotion and then step out of it. They're caught up in it, and you know it's the same with people that you know are just miserable all the time, and um, they, you know they've they've become too comfortable with that emotion, and now they don't know how to get out of it. 
Exactly, exactly. And even really, I, I did this one poem I wanted to write about. Um, it was it was frustrating because you could see that when you'd go into a store and everybody would be cranky or upset, it started. you started getting a little bit of a chip on your shoulder mm-hmm. because you felt like, oh, my goodness, it's like, why isn't why is everybody so aggressive? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so and so then even you know and I wanted to process that and kind of you know go through that entire um, um, emotional kind of um, experience to say what does that feel like and and how do we let that go so we don't and if we feel like everyone else is is these people who are maybe stinker pots in this world if you if you don't want to judge but let's say yeah. <laughs> and that they're succeeding and they're succeeding and then you feel like wow why is this happening to me and so it's i, I you know and kind of through the the authenticity of that and the and how do you shift that energy yes it's really you know it's living in this world but not of it it's really having a sense of of how do i spiritually address everything and yet keep um my center and and don't and you and you don't really go into the realm of judgment as much but you go into more of understanding and yeah. more tolerance that's the thing but i just did a show on on boundaries and this is something people forget you know they also think that if you're in spirituality that you know you're all forgiving of everything no we still have boundaries we still have intolerances you know we're not going to condone somebody's action that hurts another Right, but we're not going to pass right, judgment right. on that person without first understanding why did they do it. And there's so mm-hmm. much insecurity in the world. You know, bullies are people who are insecure. They feel unloved and unworthy, so they go and bully other people to give them a sense of worth. And so we need to understand what is it about them that, you know, is so insecure um, that they feel that that's the only way they're going to get the attention. And we have so many souls going around this world right now that are not connected to their core love, that feel unloved and unworthy. And that's because mm-hmm. society has co- crea- created this. And it's, it's time to bring some of that spirit back into it and that love from the core um, because it's sadly missing. Well, and that's, that's the thing is that it's tolerance from a standpoint of really understanding that someone can believe differently from yeah. you. They can have their own choices, their own, and either you choose to want to have them in your life also have to stand back and as long as they are um, uh, operating from a standpoint of politeness of a courtesy of respect then you need to have the tolerance to allow them to have their path and their expression if it's not attacking or hurting you you know directly then there, you need to come to more of a state of we can get along you don't have to believe exactly as I do but we can communicate and we can get along and we can respect each other the other thing is, of course, is self-ownership. You know, we are responsible for who we are, how we interact in the world. We're not always responsible for what happens to us, but we are responsible for the uh, reaction to what happens to us. If we're miserable mm-hmm. in our lives, it's up to us to go and seek joy, to find out why we're re- miserable, to let go of that, to find the love and light. It's not for someone else to come along and fix you. It's not for someone, it's not somebody else's fault, even if it has been. You know, you're still your own person. Who you are, what you want to become, and what you want out of life ultimately falls on you. Well, we come into this world alone and we leave alone. Mm -hmm. And probably the most important thing that we need to address is our soul's growth and really being comfortable within ourselves. And um, that's why I um, am so happy, actually, to be... um, uh, by myself because I, I feel very complete and whole and happy and I don't have that need to really look outside for something that's going to make me happy. Right, and that's and the that place that you want to seek. Yes, that's the, the inner peace. Right. Yes. And and yes, it takes a little Value. to get there, doesn't it? And that's one of was a reason the books that I wanted to take everything that I've been through in my life. How did I get to a point with having a lot of injuries and a lot of stress and trauma, uh, mostly from other people that were uh, that were creating circumstances, and yet it kept coming back on on me because I had that sense of I have to save, I have to help, mm. I have to be the fixer. Yes. <laughs> I know <laughs> that so, one. <laughs> Because of that, when you're always laying down your life for you know others, yeah. and you're and it's a wonderful thing to do, except for that all of a sudden you end up being spent where you've lost a lot of your own energy. Yes. And it was how did I 
the whole book is about getting your freedom and your value, your self-worth, your self-esteem, because if we don't set healthy boundaries and we don't learn to really love ourselves at the deepest level and honor our intuition, our integrity, our ethics, our, our joy, our love, our talents, it's very difficult to truly love another. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are always seeking love. You see somebody come out of a relationship and immediately go into another. And it's the same old, same old. And it's like, if you want someone to love you, you must first love yourself, because then they will love you in that light. And uh, if you've picked the same partner again, just in a different package, it's because you haven't done anything to find that love and that self-respect. So if that's what we're wanting out of a relationship, that's what we've got to give ourselves first, isn't it? Well, sometimes we think that that's what we kind of deserve because we don't, if we don't have the self-esteem or the self-worth to recognize that, my goodness, I deserve to be treated properly. I don't deserve to have abuse. I need to have someone who's listening to me communicating. (laughs) I don't want just a one-way street. And I think um, when you get to the point, the post I did recently was um, on Facebook was, you have to decide what you do not want in life and what does not resonate with you and what is not comfortable before you can actually see what is comfortable Mm. and what is the way to go and the direction because until you decide this is not acceptable anymore you're going to keep accepting it and drawing it exactly exactly you know it's turn the page you know start a new chapter um Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to get anywhere repeating the same old pattern and, you know, these patterns sometimes are imposed on us by society, by family, by conditions. But that doesn't mean you have to stay there. You can write your own story. You can, you, right. can you, you know, tell your own story the way you want it to be. But, you know, that's take charge, take ownership. And, uh, and that is honoring yourself from the inside out. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a cute story, if I could tell you about um, my cat, (laughs) that had to do with that. Um, Simba, he's a big Maine Coon. He's named Simba, um, and he's a Maine Coon cat, so a big orange, looks like a little, like a lion. And um, he has a tiny little itty-bitty voice, and (laughs) which is with that breed. They have this little itty-bitty sweet, like kitten voice. And uh, when he thinks that he needs food, he will come up and he will, like, walk, like, show I need to follow him to the bowl. <laughs> and, so, and so it'll be like, okay, we need to go to the bowl now. We need to go to the bowl. And when we go to the bowl, he will have, I will fill the bowl up fully originally, and it's completely covered with food. He will only eat a circle in the middle. And he will eat up all of that in a perfect circle. And then he will show me, he'll look up at me, look at the bowl, say, do you understand there's no food in there? It's completely empty. I have no food. You need to fill up the hole. And so then I go, Simba, there's food all around the edge. And he'll look at me like, no, no. (laughs) And so so I normally fill up the little hole, and then life is good. Homeostasis is restored. But I I decided the other day I would go ahead and I, would ju- I just <laughs> bent down, <laughs> and I, I used my fingers, and I took all the food on the edge, and I pushed it into the middle so it covered up the hole. Got so short-circuited. He looked at it, and he's like, what did you just do? <laughs> you just messed with my world. I have no idea what's happening here. <laughs> this is not appropriate. You should go into that little bag, pull out your little cup, bring it in here, and fill up that hole. And so then he, he kind of looked really uh, such a strange little um, look on his face, and he walked away for just you know, a little bit, and, and he thought about it. And then he thought, okay. He said, okay, there's food there, so I'm going to eat that. (laughs) So he processed it and recognized it took him a little while, but all of a sudden something was there that he could not believe happened something revealed itself and he was discombobulated but somehow it was all okay at the end and it it just reminded me of what as humans Mm -hmm. we are so used to operating in our a certain circle and this is what we do and we think that there are no other resources nothing is out there we're eating partaking from this one circle in our life and and somehow that outer circle starts vanishing, disappearing. It doesn't have any reality anymore for us. And so even though it's, it's still there, we don't see it. 
so if we could just, you know, sometimes, you know, pull ourselves back and look a look a bit like, and then look outward, kind of go, oh my gosh, we do have people to help. We have resources we can tap into. There's supply right there for the taking, but we just don't see it because we're so used to our little circle. And I thought it was such a fabulous analogy. Yes, and, and you know, also that, that fear of change. You know, it's, uh, we're so scared of change because what if the change is bad? Well, is where you're at right now serving you? Are you living your life fully? Are you truly living up to your own expectation? Or have you become complacent? And we are, as humans, very easy to become complacent or caught in a rut. And then the more you get caught into it, the less you're able to see what options are out there. So, you know, when you think about it, we're explorers, we're adventurers by nature. And if we yes. brought that out in us more uh, and, and seek to... We'll like become apathetical. Yes, exactly as you said. We're, we're apathetical because... Yes. Yeah, and, and, we're, and what happens is we think like, oh, okay, this is safe, and, and it's because we know it. But it may not be the best for us. We might be just surviving versus thriving or yeah. living. We're just staying in our own little space because, oh, my gosh, if we go there, then what if, if we can't get a job? And what if, if uh, you know, it's not so nice? And, and what if this happens? And we start thinking about all the things, whereas here we know, oh, we can get by. We're, we're in our mode, and, and we better not look outward because if we do, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's, it's that fear of the unknown. Yeah. And, you know, everything from the beginning of time has been unknown. We don't know what's coming to us tomorrow. We have no idea. And as you said, look at the political situation in the States right now. You have no idea what your future is going to be. Exactly. (laughs) You know, the seesawing back and forth, you know, could be catastrophic. I've had many people I've interviewed have said, we're coming to Canada if he gets in. Uh, And, (laughs) you know, and it's, you know, that, but then you also have to look at why is that chaos there? Why is that disruption there? Why is that extremity there? And maybe to shake people out of that complacency. And, to, you know, if you don't like what you see, step up and do something about it. And as he said, if you're in that apathy, that complacency, you're not seeing anything other than your humdrum routine. So along comes well, somebody people else don't think they the can. Right. So sometimes we need those uh, people, uh, this right? Is, this is what I've seen. When I've listened to both conversations, and and when I grew up, I went to a very, um, very strict um, uh, private school, and then um, and I did very well in there. And then I also we went to a very liberal school, and in both um, circumstances, I I flourished because I've always kind of looked at both sides. I have um, conversation on both ends, and there is a way for people to meet if they would just hear each other. There are a lot of things that people are feeling and they're not being taken seriously. They're being dismissed. And I think this starts creating more anxiety and upset, and so they're, um, it's, it's becoming more polarizing because there's not someone in the middle ground to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. I understand your fear. Now here's how we're going to address it. Okay, here's what I understand what you're saying, and this is we're going to now take a different stance. I hope you enjoyed this show. For more shows like this and all the interviews of extraordinary people from around the world doing magnificent things, please do tune in to selfdiscoveryradio.com. Something where it's it's not with ethics or it's something that's um, you know very dark. Uh, all you can do is stay in the light position and then just try to shine the light on that. But when it comes to an average real concerns about what am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to protect myself? How am I going to um, have a job? How am I going to find work? How am I going to get an education? These are all things that they're viable and real concerns. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and, you know, that some things are... Some things are out of our control in a way. But we also have to understand as energy beings. And the energy we feed is the energy that's not only going to feed us, but also feed the resonance out there. It's our energy, energy signature out there. So if you choose to feed a positivity, um, an outcome, a solution that serves the all, and that's what you put out there, you know, so many people say to me, I'm only one person, I can't make a difference. Yes, you can. Make a difference uh-huh. in your life. Raise your vibration. 
put out what you want to see in the world with love and kindness and positivity and you would actually see you are actually part of that equation you are part of that energy right. out and, there and that is the biggest statement i hear is they say well why should i vote because it won't matter why should i do anything because it won't matter mm-hmm. and 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 you just say but you and i remember my grandmother came from ireland so we have a, and she would i guess she raised all of her children and we were raised that you need to vote you need to stand up you need to have because this is your right and this is your you have to have your voice be heard in a in a positive way and and to do things that make it and I that's why I sign little petitions and I do this yeah, and I always write little emails because I think it's important you know you you have to say something and it's and I think right now it's just so much there's when it becomes a lot of rhetoric and a lot of anger and a lot of fury and and no one's talking this is where it keeps escalating yes and you know all right you and if people are apathetical you may not like you know either one of them for various reasons but at this point this is mm. what's being delivered um you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what you have to look at is uh, who could serve the greater good mm-hmm. you know who's actually got a plan that could serve the greater good and then with what i call your bernie energy bernie sanders of mm-hmm. of um accountability and unity send that I- all that energy to that person to make sure they stay on track that they really can deliver that greater good um so it's yeah you may not like and that's you're, n- you're not going to get somebody else at this point so it's like who really can serve the people in any way that's somewhat positive and get behind them and make them accountable for their actions great i mean the internet i i actually wrote a a whole little story about the internet because it can represent great evil or great good i mean it has the power for education and enlightenment has so much you know power for good if we could just channel that but it also gives the people i can see there is a shift which uh, there were two shifts that i thought i was really happy about one is that more information is coming out that's not necessarily in the mainstream media that people are are saying this is the this is the reality of this situation you be hearing this but yes. here are the facts figures and the reality and that's important and number two when I when I posted that one uh, on my um, the love one another video or my 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 lullaby, my goodness, I had people of every race and yeah. creed and 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 comments, and it was such an outpouring of love that you could see that they in the press you hear that no one's getting along. Everyone was responding, yes. and they were all they were all all about love, love one another, and that resonated to them. And I thought, see, there's so much more that we're not being told around the world of people who actually want to get along, who actually have good hearts. And, you know, that's the nature of our being. And it does exist. If you take out all the political, military, and religious leaders, remove them from every, every country, put them on another planet, and leave <laughs> the people yeah. to fend for themselves, you will actually see how they will come together. You know, I call it the village, oh. the village analogy. Everybody understands that everybody has importance in that village. Everybody there has an expertise that keeps that village strong. If somebody breaks down, you need to go and help them build back up. And if you have a complete crack there, that village becomes vulnerable. Its strength is in each other and respecting what each other does and coming together. And that's the human nature that is within us, to support one another, to be whole. But, you know, we've got these leaders that get into position, and then it all seems to be about divide. Let us not let them divide us. And it's all greed-based. Yes. I mean, everything I've... <laughs> I, I think I have, I have, like, about five poems about greed. <laughs> <laughs> because you put every... It's like that's the number one thing that seems to taint... It is, it, is, it is what causes hatred. It is what is causes divisiveness. It is what causes fear. Because all the actions of the few that are based in greed and power yes. um, are, are what affecting everyone else. Mm-hmm. And if you take the, that out of the mix and you actually let each person come together, as you said, in a village and talk it out and work with each other, they have such good hearts and people want to get along yes. and people want to communicate yes. and, and, and it could be we could have heaven on earth right now but it's just and I think that's my mission is to try to really get people back to their value and the freedom and living in that value and then having where we can have p- 
peace and love in the most authentic and real and uh, viable way, you know. Exactly. If Um, we just get, you know. Why can't we all get along, right? Exactly. (laughs) And part of it is starting them. Yeah, but look how music, you know, music is, is the glue. You know, it doesn't matter what nationality you are. And, you know, you can hear people singing in another language. When you hear it from their heart and their soul, you know, you don't need the words. The music spoken to you. But look at how, you know, English, of course, I think the biggest singing um, in language out there. And how it goes around the world. And how uh, anything to do with love or, or pain or sorrow or unity, how it speaks to people, how it unites people how it touches them Uh, and it's music is just such a wonderful way of not only connecting and reaching out but bringing people together and kind of solidifying them in in a in a one beautiful ball of love exactly but my poetry i do it in a way with a lyric like like i i always i always kind of almost sing my poems as i'm writing that they're lyrical in in their musicality almost because I want them to actually be read out loud so you have that, that experience you do have almost with a song. Yes. And, and that it's something that you want to address the emotions, not just have everybody where they're ready to explode. You want to be able to have a vehicle where they can release them and let them go and just kind of like, like little clouds that they're just passing by <laughs> and they're watching them and then they're letting them come up to, you know, for, you know understand, get the lessons learned, get the, you know, what's happening and see what, it, what is it that I can uh, understand from this experience and then you just let it go, give it back, let it go, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's it's understanding that emotion's there for a reason. You know, understand it, release it, let it go, and then on to the next. Now, you write your own lyrics for your own songs? Yes, yes. And so do these come from rather like the poetry, something you see, you feel, or it just comes out of you? Yeah, since I've, I've always, since I was little, I can always, um, I hear the words and the music, and um, and usually my words always come with music when I'm doing songs. And then when I do the poetry, it's 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 um, um, the poetry. I have more t- I have more space. So in a song, you have to get an entire story two minutes <laughs> or three minutes. So you're limited. So you kind of have to go to the more of the guts of it and just um, uh, this is what I want to. Um, express with this and this is this emotion you're re- with songs you're really going with lyrically and musically to get one big emotional expression when it was lyrics i mean poetry you can actually go into more of the depth yeah. you can take it and you can explore all the different dimensions of the subject now you've um trained with some of the greats michael uh, jackson natalie cole Bette midler steve wonder I mean, those are, are quite some names there. Um, trained with Seth Riggs, who, and Seth Riggs is the one who trained them. Right. Okay. So, and I trained with, with uh, Seth Riggs is a very well, well, he's a very well known um, coach. And I trained with Powell Thompson, who, who, he spent his whole life studying Caruso's technique. He was a, he taught the wonderful opera singers across Europe. He was a brilliant, magnificent man. Have you met so, yes, you know, I had, any I'd of the stars out there, you know, that really, you know, because, you, so, you know, sometimes you meet them and they don't live up to their image, um, you know, <laughs> and then sometimes you meet people and there's so much more than what you thought Please. they were. Have you met anybody? And, like and I, yeah, I met, <laughs> I, I, I put on my page of the people because I've had the opportunity since I was little. Um, we, I grew up in Beverly Hills, and we got to meet a lot of celebrities. And then in my work and my travels, and I interviewed celebrities. You know, you meet some that you just are um, that to meet, and you think, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be the most wonderful person in the world." And then when you meet them, it's like sometimes it's better, and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, my big the two in the world that were just my idols were Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly. Mm, yes. I went to the Oscars. I went to the Oscars when I was young. I had the chance to go and I think I was around 11. 
Um, and uh, and somehow I just walked right into Fred Astaire. <laughs> and I, I, we just both came together and we spoke for about, I think it was a half hour or more. And he was the most delightful and wonderful and endearing soul. And it was, he was everything that I imagine more. And then when I was 17, I did a Broadway backer show, and um, it was a big deal. And Gene Kelly and Marge Champion were the two I was going to be performing for. And, um, and so I got to, that was another dream, I got to actually perform in front of someone who meant to me. <laughs> and again, it was like, oh, this is such a fabulous guy. <laughs> this was, I was just like giddy with, with excitement, you know. Well, I grew up all of their movies, you know, I think probably oh, did you? <laughs> one of them and, and, you know, both of them just, you could tell the heart and soul in them, you know, it just, I mean, Fred Astaire was so laid back, he was just like liquid, you know, and then, you know, Gene Kelly was always about that heartbeat, you know, getting you going, and they were just two beautiful yin Oh, and yang, so talented, right? and so, I mm. mean, yeah, I've seen every, I love Cary Grant, I love all the old movies, so yes, I watch the Cary Grant movies, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I love Gary Cooper, and yes. I mean, and, and I've seen every musical, and that's, and I grew up on that, so I would be like, you know, doing the singing in the rain, and dancing, and I, mm. I was trained as a dancer and singer from the time I was little, so I was, you know, this has been my life, my passion, my heart, my, you know, everything, my whole... <laughs> Your whole world. Yeah, that's all I've wanted to do my whole life, and yet I got detoured many times by saving my family and saving others, and and I into a business world, and that I, I uh, was capable of helping others in in that arena, but it was n- not my passion. It wasn't my heart. Yeah, you know, we do, <laughs> we do get sidetracked into things that we have to do, or they're there for a moment, and uh, you know, sometimes it's you know, kind of get caught up into it and um, and we have to remember that that passion and that gift we were given was for a reason. It is your meaningful purpose. You are meant to be that person and sometimes you just have to take the risk, don't you, and, and kind of trust and take that leap of faith and go back into what your heart and your soul and your entire DNA is designed to do because that's, after all, why you were given the gift. But I, I that's why I guess I've I've gone through so much of my life that I thought, well, I'll put it down because in my in my books too I express that like here I've been given all these things and I so want to help the world mm-hmm. and I and I'm just ready and able to be an emissary of uh, benediction anything that I yes. can do and then you you get detoured and detoured and, and it's like oh my lord and so and a lot of that was like okay with somebody you know I thought if I am able to finally get my passion to the world and really be a, a great uh, benediction to others, then I'm sure all these other people have all these fantastic talents. As soon as I get it, they're all going to come with me. Right. <laughs> they're going to be get their their dreams come true because it seemed like almost an impossible dream on so many fronts. And then I finally decided this last couple of years, that's why I'm going to write the books and I'm going to live my dream and I'm just going to go 100% because when you do have credentials and uh, degrees in other areas, people say, well, do both. Or why do you have to pursue that? You should just do the steady. What is the thing you should do to make the money? You should right. do whatever's going to make you the most money. You get all of these, even in, quote, the spiritual life, they kind of shame you like, well, you know, just do that on the sideline. And and for me, it may take me 50 hours, one, you know, to create a, a photograph. It, ta- every, it takes so much. I put so much love and effort that it's a it's a twenty four hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, to write these books, I was twenty four seven. You know, if you want to make something exceptional, if you want to really have it rock somebody's world, I put everything I can to make it as as earth shaking and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, life changing. Exactly that. And at the night time, you just can't. You can't. You. You know, no, it, it's not uh, something you kind of fit in uh, as a hobby. A lot of people think that I just do this radio station as a hobby. And, right. and my bank account may think it's a hobby. Uh, it is actually a business <laughs> waiting and willing to uh, make money. But it is, you know, it is, um, I had to go all in. You know, I had to go all right. in. This was, this was my calling. This is where my voice was meant to be. Uh, you know, this is what the world needed. 
you know, hearing these beautiful illuminating stories around the world of of honoring yourself and placing love upon yourself and and the gifts that we have within us and why they're there. You know, um, you can't deny who you are and what you're here for. And you just, you know, have to ask the universe to, to provide you that earthly living so you can get out there and do what you need to do. Right. It would be lovely if you can make a living doing what you love. And I think it's the, it's, it's right. It's, it's, it's good. It's true. It's the, <laughs> it's the thing that should happen. And I do agree that people, I mean, it is true. If you have, if you have support a family and you have financial concerns, you know, a lot of times you, you do have to do what's wise at the time, meaning you have to kind of like give unto Caesar that which is Caesar. So you have to pay the bills. You have certain things. So sometimes you can only work on your, your art or your creative in the nighttime or on weekends, and that's good. But then there's a time, I like with me at least, I decided I do. Like you, I want to, I kind of been risking it all to go to have my dream 24-7 and not have to just do it two hours here and two hours yes. there and weekends. Yeah, exactly. Person Lybrand, which is a big international accounting firm, and I was very young, and I was a tax specialist, and and I would be <laughs> working ten hours a day there, and then at, at the end of the day in the parking lot garage, I would give concerts to the cleaning crew. <laughs> so <laughs> there were many years I was only getting two hours of sleep because I was handling the whole world from my everything trauma from my family. Then I was working eighteen hours a day, plus I was doing recordings and I was giving these lovely concerts to the cleaning crew to make them. <laughs> Well, you know, happy. you can do that because, you know, you're young and we don't need much sleep. And then as we get older, that ain't so anymore. <laughs> you know, the, the energy isn't the same. The body isn't the same. And also we start looking at our priorities in a different way. And, you know, we have right. to understand if, you know, if the passion is in, you know, in the writing, in the poetry, in the songs, this is the gift that you've been given. And not everybody is given that gift. Uh, it's there to uplift people. This is your contribution to the planet, mm -hmm. to raise those spirits and souls, to direct people into a meaningful journey, to feel that they're not alone. And you shouldn't be denying anybody of that gift. Um, as I said, it just comes to other people supporting that gift by buying your music, buying your books, buying your poetry, booking you for speaking engagements and booking you for performances. Uh, because this is something else I think we forget, especially this is the one side of the internet that's not so good. Everybody thinks they can download for free. And we have to understand, mm -hmm. if we enjoy something so much, and if somebody is giving you a service, we should honor those people with payment of some kind. And whether you can afford a lot or not, it's the point is, is that you've just received something from someone. And so there should be a return for that, because we are earthly beings that need to sustain ourselves, and people shouldn't be spending their gift and not being able to replenish because they aren't getting supported. So we really have to remember to support our artists. Um, you know, the arts, the, the poetry, the music, anything. They're fulfilling our hearts and souls. And it is time we respected that because they need to live too. So give them the dignity and the respect by supporting their work. And I so appreciate that because it's it's. Uh, I thought I'm very good at giving away everything for free. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, and it's it's so funny because I that's that was my big shift this last years is that I and that's why I wrote the Taste of Freedom because it's it's if not, you know I didn't want to go at this stage of my life. I thought I have to do what it is that fills my heart with joy and that I, I literally, that my body's not happy about it, but I could sit 24-7 and create poetry or photography or write stories and I don't want to leave, I don't want to move right. because it's just, I love bringing somethingness into nothingness. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That, and then also when I did the books, I lived every all one of my poems. I experienced all of it as I'm writing it, and I was trying to go to the most raw and vulnerable level so I could really get into the depth of the emotions that are involved, whether it's in grief or it's in self-esteem or heartache or going through a horrible divorce or 
um, you know, losing someone you love, and then having the poems take you through those emotions and then bring you to the light at the end so that you could really, and I've had people just write me wonderful stories of the releases and the healings they get through that. And that's what I was trying to accomplish is just be as vulnerable as I could to get. And it takes so much effort and love just to do one post on Facebook. I can't even tell you. Yes. Yes, for free uh, right yeah. now in regards to those, right. you know, they... Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the point. I mean, you know, it's, again, like with me, with here, with, with shows and things like this, I have a donation button here. Um, uh. You know, it's like, you know, whether it's a dollar, ten dollars, or forty, fifty dollars, whatever, you know, it all helps because we have our dignity as well. And you'd need uh. to remember that these gifts that make us feel so good, all right, maybe you're not financially able to help, but how can you do something else? And, you know, that's the whole point of this. We, we've placed so much emphasis on the importance of money in the wrong way. But every uh-huh. single one of us has a right to have a decent living and to live a sustainable life where we can afford to live and, and not, you know, working to live. Afford to live a decent life so that we can actually be the best we can be at doing what we do. And, uh, you know, the, the arts world is one that really, unless you have a big record contract or a big movie deal, um, is one that's still very much a hard one for people to be appreciated for what they're contributing. You had you had benefactors. I mean, that's why, I mean, when you had the days of Mozart and yes. Beethoven, I mean, you had benefactors and great artists. You know, they they supported the artists. Um, and in this day and age, I know when I was performing in L.A., it was um, pay to play. You know, you're having to pay the musicians and the club and the lights and the sound. And so it's, you have a lot of expenses. And even when you do get a good record contract, that doesn't mean that you're always getting all the money. You know, I'm all about, uh, you know, the I was in the business for a long time, yeah. and it's it's just, you know, so it's it's how to, but these are things that, you know, if you can read, like, that's what I think. If I buy a book and I can get one thing out of it yeah. or three things out of it, you know, but that's why, I guess, because I'm so particular in that way, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I did a fair, super fair price and that I just put everything you know, it was jam-packed, you know, the best pictures and the best poems. And same thing with my, my songs. I just, you know, the, if you knew the productions I did on these, these were, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars that go into them because I had the best studio players. And, you know, Breen arranged a lot of my things, and he did all the ones for Elvis. You know, he did a lot of the songs for Elvis. And um, and just and Ken Rarick. And if you see the, the players I've worked with, they were just, Exceptional, and I like the co-founder of the East Street Band with Bruce Springsteen, um, Danny Federici. I have a blues song on my website, and he did all the music for that. Right. <laughs> you know, the, again, people are complacent. You know, what they do is they see a few of the stars out there, you know, making twenty million a movie, or you know, big huge <laughs> record deals, you know, another twelve million dollar home they're buying, and they think that's all artists and musicians and. And this whole thing about the starving artist, you have to be starving for your art <laughs> to be true. You know, bull, actually. Bull. Dadashed. Um, no, you know, if we have actually got a full belly and we're not worrying about our bills, we can actually be a lot more creative. Uh, creativity doesn't have to come from suffering. Um, it can come from love. It can come from respect. It can come from joy. And so we really do need to, to understand that. Now, your book at the present, you've got a trilogy coming up, but the first book is available right now by PDF, and it's uh, and uh, Amazon is working on putting it up for you, which will be up shortly. Um, so people can buy your first book from you in a PDF form, right? Yes, yes. And and it, what's nice about that is um, because there's so many pictures, and they, they um, have... Uh, like I have fairies and angels and so many wonderful um, elements in, in the books of, of where they um, they will actually reveal themselves in the pictures or they're they're unique or I don't know I, I try to create something that it's a visceral experience and and with those right now in the PDF you can uh, if you have an iPhone or iPad you can actually download it into iBooks and they look wonderful there right it's on it'll be in a different format 
Right, yes, and that's the issue with Amazon. It has to be formatted differently. So it, it is. Does. <laughs> so you'll be able to get it in both ways. Uh, but right now you can get it through her PDF and uh, and then get that at your at your website, right? Yes. Right, yes. Right. Give your name. Oh, it's Kim Carrington Cartwright dot com. And the Carrington is K A R R I N G T O T T O N. Yeah, KKC. So it's <laughs> easy to remember. KKC, and it's um, Kim Carrington, K A R R I N G T O N, and then Cartwright. Like if you ever saw the old TV show Bonanza. Yes. <laughs> right. And Canada. so the Cartwright has got a W in it, not just an R. Um, right. And of course, yeah, uh, on Facebook, Kim Carrington Cartwright, and Instagram, of course. And um, uh, we've got, uh, as you can see up here, a YouTube of her song. Uh, beautiful song now uh, we are one and uh, you know we are one you know um i look upon us as as each one of us are a cell in the whole body of life and each one of those cells is extremely important it needs to be plump and juicy and healthy and and vibrant and if it breaks down it can start breaking down the cells around it so you know we have to consider ourselves that, that the more abundant and fruitful and um, plump and juicy we are the more we actually contribute to the whole the whole cellular structure of, of the, the universe and the world and so it really is important that we do uh, place value upon ourselves live in our own personal abundance be thrivers not just survivors because that you know our cup runneth over and we then benefit everybody else around us so it is very very important that we do um, live our lives to the fullest in every single way Absolutely, absolutely. So any concerts, any um, performances coming up? Well, right now I'm, I'm concentrating on, on making sure the books get out to the world. And then having, um, I have my songs, I have 30 songs on my website right now that they're just, uh, if anyone wants to buy them, they're just a dollar a piece. And they're, they come in an MP3. Some of my songs aren't your site. Yes, I'll have your songs on my site too, and people will be able to download them and buy them from here as well. So um, we'll have you covered with your with your art, your books, and your music <laughs> right here in Self Discovery. It will all be under the Discovery Store, and you'll see it under whatever genre it is: music, art, or books. And you'll be able to find everything there. Um, and um, and my photography, I'm going to be meeting with galleries to have that displayed in certain galleries too. So that's what right now I'm just trying to have each area as much as I can. The main thing is to try to reach people to see if, if I can be in a, in a viable and, and productive and positive way that, you know, that my have it really touch lives. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, again, we know that art and, uh, you know, people think poetry is kind of this heavy stuff in a big book and, you know, you, you write your poetry in the visuals and so you're feeding those senses. Um, and it's usable poetry. It's something that you, it, you know, it applies to your life or where you're at. And it becomes mm -hmm. a tool and an understanding of self or where we're at, you know, food for thought. Um, so it's not just, you know, poetry that's kind of heavy and never, but nobody remembers it. It's, it's tools. It's tools for life. And then along with the visuals that just embrace those senses and awaken you, and then along with your songs that speak to the heart and the soul, um, you know, you've got it all down, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what I just thought was funny because people do have, even Amazon, they said, we're not going to put this in poetry. We're going to put this in self-help. And then mm -hmm. they wanted, we wanted to put it in a way where it's getting to people in a, in a different, it's not normal poetry. Because mm -hmm. I, I can write, you know, very, you can use a ton of big words that no one understands <laughs> and, make it, and make it so heavy. And it's just, and I thought, why? If it takes you 12 years to figure out what they're saying, it just, it just, I, it's not something I wanted to do. I want to have poetry that's deep and has so many different levels, but that if you read that, you should have an experience and you should get what I'm talking about. And it's, you know, I wanted to make it accessible. And that was, and that's why I do short stories in the books and prose and I do, odd, you know, I mix it up. Um, like the story about Simba, you know, that kind of story where it'll be something I had an epiphany where you just go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and statements like, you know, you know the, the, the opening statement, you know, through darkness falls around you, uh, though, sorry, though darkness falls around you, the beauty and truth of who you are 
cannot be obscured or diminished. And, you know, so many people feel obscured and diminished. They feel unseen, unheard, unnoticed, and, and no, you know, even in the dark, you can be seen. You cannot hide your beauty. You are who you are. Embrace that. Switch your own light on. And, you know, little things like that can, can really speak volumes to people. It doesn't have to be a whole essay. So when you put a whole load of short things together, you know, sometimes I like to just go to books like that, open it up. What do I need to know right now? And that page will be the message I need in that moment. Well, and that's what I wrote the books, too, in that way. So that if you start with book one and then you read it all the way through, you go to book two, book three, you, each one builds on the next. However, you can read each one independently, and each chapter relate, relates to something different. You might I have a sunshine chapter, so that's just happy poems. And then raindrops, if you've been through heartache or loss or grief, that, then you can read all the poems that relate to that. And so each one addresses a different subject and so that you can pick it up anywhere at any time. Exactly. And uh, again, speaking to our need, right? It's, uh, it's like you're tapping into something they need to hear right now and then you're speaking to that. And that's what I love about you know, your kind of books. You can just go to something and it will have a statement there that speaks to your need at that moment. And that's what I call usable poetry. Um, because it applies to something that you can apply to your life, uh, which is what we need to have. The answers are all around us, and Kim has certainly got many answers within her. So with all her beautiful art and poetry and music and writing, um, you know, this, this lady has it all here, and she's got such a giving heart and a giving soul. Let's show our respect and support her with her work by buying her songs, buying her art, buying her poetry, buying her book, uh, because we want to see a lot more of this. She is one of those healing goddesses out there for the world. So let's support her in that work. Because one soul healed, one spirit risen, one heart full becomes the contributors to this world and to this universe that we all need. So let's support her so she can support everyone else. Thank you so much for being <laughs> with us here today, Kim. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's been my honor. It was an honor to speak with you. And to everyone else, remember Kim Carrington Cartwright.com. And here under the Discovery Store, you'll find her art, you'll find her books, you'll find her music, and of course, you'll find this show. Pass it on, um, share it. And uh, as I said, don't forget to be supportive. The more support, more creativity that can come out, the more that it supports the souls and hearts that need it. Thank you, Kim, and to everyone else, until next time. Thank you.